With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's April 5th, it is 2023. We have a nine-game day baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. You all know, if you've been listening to the Morning Grind for any baseball at all, you know I love day baseball, so very excited to get past Tuesday's slate. Way overweight on Andrew Heaney, way overweight on the Cardinals. Not a good night, not a good night. Joined today by my buddy TJ. We got nine games, TJ. We got some day baseball. How are you doing, my friend? Doing well. I always love day baseball. Means I don't have to wait till later in the evening to start sweating my lineup so I can be doing it all day long. Had a busy day today. Was on Grinders Live with with Dean and Kirk Dees, followed by an Agents of Fandom show talking about Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy, Across the Spider-Verse, Blue Beetle, and then a Ticket to Reality show, Talking Love is Blind, and now I'm here ready to dive into baseball with you. Fun slate. I mean, I was looking at it before we got started doing some research, and this is, I mean, this is just a fun slate. There's a lot of different ways to build. 
we got Garrett Cole, we got DeGrom, we got Seas, McClanahan, Burns. Like, we've had some good pitchers over the last couple of days, and today we have some elite pitchers. So, um, on that aspect, it's a lot of fun. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday night, and thank you for all the nice comments in the chat. That's like, <laughs> listen, uh, it's a great way to get the the, the podcast rolling. I always um, appreciate nice comments and uh, i always appreciate you guys hanging out with us so if you haven't already make sure you head on over to the rotor grinders youtube morning grind youtube page um, and subscribe you can hang out with us live on these shows we're recording them live now and they'll still be up on the podcast form so let's uh yeah the tigers did outscore the cardinals um and the blue jays <laughs> and the yankees uh, like listen uh, i played three inch max and those were my three teams i built around in the red sox um so yeah it was not it was not a good not a good tuesday for me but hey listen it's daily fantasy you're not going to win every baseball slate i learned that a long time ago i don't stress about it i jump back on my research and i mean everything everything just kind of lines up for this one so we move on we got nine games hope everyone is doing well let's jump right in we got philadelphia at new york facing the yankees this game has a six and a half total (laughs) six and a half total uh, the Yankees are a 145 favorite. We got Aaron Nola, Garrett Cole. This is a type of matchup that you see me smiling. I'm excited. I love this type of matchup. We got two elite arms versus one elite offense and one good offense. Um, one offense would be a lot better when some injuries kind of roll around. But let's talk Aaron Nola. Any interest in him against the Yankees? I mean, typically, I don't want to face a pitcher t- against the Yankees, but I mean, heck yes, because Aaron Nola, a legit ace after one bad start in a tough matchup, is at 7.7K on DraftKings. That's just way too cheap for a pitcher of his caliber. Obviously, he struggled in his first start. Obviously, the matchup against the Yankees has a lot of danger in it, but I'm all, I want to be all over near Aaron Nola at 7.7K. He's way too cheap. For his upside, he's way too cheap. So, um i think this is a great spot for tournaments i don't think i would touch it in cash um you know i've gotten i've gotten your messages i hear you all i know that some of you are still playing cash games and you want to hear thoughts on cash games as well um i'm strictly tournament only now uh outside of nascar i still play cash and nascar but strictly tournaments especially in baseball um so yeah i mean in cash, I don't think I would go Nola, but I think he's an excellent tournament play. 28% K rate um, since the start of last season. There's four or five guys in the 25-plus percent strikeout rate here. Judge, Stanton, these guys are like big-time power guys, and no one's going to tell you otherwise, but they also strike out. There's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup, uh, so definitely don't mind getting and playing this discount at 7700 Going to the other side of this game, Garrett Cole. I mean, I kind of already said it, right? Like Philadelphia, they're dealing with some injuries. They're not 100%. The bottom half of this lineup is not good. We saw Cole just absolutely mow down the Giants. 11 strikeouts, 95 pitches in his first start. I mean, you're getting what you're paying for with Garrett Cole. He's one of the top, if not the top arm on the slate. Yeah, I agree with you today, especially with the concern we have with uh, Jacob DeGrom struggling in his first start, obviously. He didn't struggle. Count. He got unlucky. We'll get there. Good, good, good. But, like, still, uh, I'm interested <laughs> to hear if you know about his uh, pitch count and where it's at already for this game. So, um, I'm with you. Garrett Cole looking absolutely dominant in his first start. This is such a strong pitching slate that 
there's a lot of guys t- today that I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm probably going to pick a few that I'm going to be bullish on and then limit what I have from there. But uh, a lot of really good pitching options on this slate. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this is like we're getting we're getting into that rotation now. Like this is the number ones coming back. And, you know, we're going to we're going to have good pitching today and tomorrow. And then it's going to be all right. We got number twos and number threes again. And then, you know, going into the weekend, we're going to be like, all right, which which, you know, back end rotation guy are we going to want to play and which one are we going to want to pick on kind of thing. So, I mean, this is this is the time where you're probably paying up for pitching. I don't necessarily love paying up for pitching early in the season, uh, but I mean, this, this slate, I think you're paying up for pitching. So uh, let's talk bats. Anything standing out to you here on the Philadelphia side? Home run hunting with a guy like Kyle Schwarber, maybe, but other than that, no. Yeah. I mean, Schwarber, he is just, he's elite against right-handed pitching. He elite power anyway. Um, But I I think, um, I think this is a spot where I could take some shots on Schwarber when I'm not playing Cole, but I mean, I'm not stacking Philadelphia. If Philly rocks Cole, you move on to the next slate kind of thing. Um, I mean, the the 2% that they're going to be owned. Hall is another guy that has some power. I wouldn't mind like doing that, but yeah, um, that's it. Yankee side. I mean, kind of the same thoughts, you know, you can chase, some power. I know Aaron Nola did not pitch the best in his opening day um, kind of start, but just top end of the order, maybe, but I don't think I'm stacking the Yankees here. No, exactly. Like if I have a lineup where I'm going relatively cheap at pitchers, say with a uh, Christian Javier and Jesus Lazardo, that type of thing, um, then yeah, maybe. I want to do a like a Judge Stanton Lemayhu Torres stack something like that, but uh, always upside in the top half of that order, but definitely not a main target. All right, moving on. We got Tampa Bay at Washington. This game is currently at eight total. The Rays are a two fifty five favorite here. We got McClanahan against Corbin. We'll go McClanahan first. Um, I mean, coming into the season. McClanahan was someone that I was very high on um, I, and like Fleming and played a little bit of him. I think he was on one of my three teams and not pitch. Well, doesn't shock me. Uh, this is a spot that McClanahan is, I mean, he might actually be elite. Um, so second start through six innings, 87 pitches. He kind of threw more pitches than I thought he would against Detroit in his first start. So that was good to see um, generated ground balls generated swinging strikes like i think at 8800 like he's he's another guy that's you know on the top of my board today yeah i think arguably the top point per dollar pitcher on the board i'm going to be interested to see where cardi's the bat uh has him kind of projected in comparison to the coals and the groms but he's definitely going to be if not the top of my list very very close to it corbin on the other side of this game like the Rays are still going to have a couple lefties in this lineup. Um, it's still not enough for me to have interest in Corbin. He's just not a big strikeout guy. Um, obviously, his first start of the season, we were pretty – I mean, I was high on Atlanta, um, and he only threw three innings and 85 pitches. He struggled with command just like he was in spring training. So I, I have way more interest in the Tampa Bats than I do in Patrick Corbin. Yeah, X button on Patrick Corbett, but the Tampa Bay Bats are definitely going to be very interesting in this spot. 
a few guys are going to have to worry about pinch hit risk for, but uh, this lineup as a whole, I'm very interested in. Yeah, I mean, ton of interest in Tampa. So let's talk about these bats. A Rosarina, um, one of my favorites on the slate. Parodies, uh, one of my favorites. 283 ISO against lefties. Very patient, hits the ball hard. Um, so I'll be building around those two. I don't love Diaz, but he's going to put the ball in play. 5% Ks, um, 379 Woba. So I mean, those three, and then maybe taking a couple lefties or a guy like Siri. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tampa? Yeah, I don't mind using Siri as a salary saver. He's been hitting the ball very well uh, early to start the season. I am worried potentially about Paredes and Hanley Ramirez, Manuel Margot, those guys' pinch hit risk. I feel like you can see Rayleigh, Josh Lowe, a couple others potentially come in as pinch hits for those guys. We saw um, when a lefty came in, or when a righty came in last game, Paredes got pinch hit for I believe Ramirez did as well. So I'd be a little bit wary about that, but a Rosarena, Franco, absolutely love those guys. Diaz, I think is fine as well. He's got a nice price tag. Um, Siri would be somebody I'd like to include in my stack. And then either one of the lefties or one of those guys were maybe worried about a pinch hit risk for maybe just include one of those guys in the lineup. All right. Uh, any interest in the Washington bats here going up against uh, McClanahan? If you include Lane Thomas or Manessis in your pool as a one-off, I wouldn't call you stupid, but I'm definitely not stacking them. Yeah, I mean, Manessis is fine. Thomas' numbers um, still kind of down here against lefties. So I don't know if he just had a little bit of a season and maybe he is platoon neutral, but I don't know. It's, it's so early to tell, but we'll see how the next month or so plays out. Minnesota at Miami, seven and a half total in this game. Pick them game, Lopez, Lazardo, uh, Pablo Lopez getting to go back to Miami, get to face his former team. Revenge, whether you want to call it revenge or not. Hey, listen, the pitcher has the ball in his hand, um, so his usage is going to be massive. <laughs> um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez at 7,400? Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. How can you not? Like, it's $7,400 in a great pitching park. He put up 28 and a half points in his last game. The ceiling is clearly there, and that's all I really care about in tournaments for that price tag. So he's going to be in my pool. I think he, yeah, I mean, he's he's another guy that is somewhat underpriced. Like, I think this is a slate where, man, you're, you're probably getting up to Cole or McClanahan. We'll talk about Dylan C's as well. And we'll talk about Burns. We'll talk about Javier. Like, there's so many pitchers on this slate. I mean, this is going to be one of those slates where you really just kind of eliminate bad pitchers and you have a higher, like a a larger pitcher pool. And you just, you hope you have the right combo at the end of the night. Cause I think we're going to see multiple pitchers score or end of the day because it's day baseball. But I think we're going to see multiple pitchers score 30 plus today. So if you don't think your pitcher has ceiling, 
probably not the guy to play today. Um, and I think Lopez has ceiling, and I think this is a good spot for him. Um, but honestly, the other side of this game too, Lazardo is someone that came into the season pretty high on. He has a big strikeout ceiling. There's strikeouts in this lineup. They are a much better team against left-handed pitching than they are against right-handed pitching. I like Lazardo as a pitcher. I do. I don't like him in this matchup. This is going to be one that I put him on the shelf. We have too much pitching today. I think this is a tougher matchup on paper than you know what he's going to be facing most of the season. So I'm going to pass on Lazardo today. Do you have any interests? I'll still keep him in the pool because of his strikeout upside and his price tag, but 91 pitches in his first game of the year below below 8k like i think the upside is still there so i'll keep him in my pool but i think there's going to be 11 pitchers maybe 12 that i'm going to keep in my pool on this slate and he'll, he will be near the bottom of the list all right let's talk bats here uh any interest in the minnesota bats yeah i'll take some of these righties against uh wizardo for sure guys like carlos correa Bi- uh byron buxton i think they're strong plays um in terms of a full stack, I don't know if I – I mean, we do – like guys like Miranda, who's a righty that I like. Gallo can always hit a lefty-lefty. So I think you can do a full stack here as well. But I think I'm more interested in guys like Correa or uh, more likely Buxton as a one-off. And then the other side of this game, I mean, nothing really standing out to me for Miami. One of the reasons that – I think this is a great spot for Lopez is because there's nothing really stelling, like standing out. Like I like playing catchers against their like former pitchers. It's something that I, I do a lot. Um, but I mean, I don't think I'm playing like Jacob Stallings. I don't know how, even how much Jacob Stallings even caught Lopez. So um, for me, it's just one of those things where I'll do that on a different slate where I think I can take advantage of it. Yeah. No Miami for me on this one, unless it's jazz Chisholm as a one-off. Patrick, K- Patrick Casey in YouTube chat asks, is there any weather tomorrow or any news on weather tomorrow? I looked before the podcast. I didn't see anything like jumping off the page. I am not Kevin Roth. Um, I will leave that till the morning for Kevin Roth to kind of decide. Um, I did did notice that it's going to be pretty hot in Washington. Um, so that might be a spot we want to target um, for good weather hitting wise. You know, kind of going back to maybe those Tampa righties that we were talking about. All right. We got Atlanta at St. Louis. Eight and a half total in this game. Cardinals, a 124 favorite elder against Mikolas. Any interest here in Bryce Elder? X button on both of these pitchers. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Bryce Elder, getting the call up. I mean, we're going to see... You know, with Max Free kind of banged up with the hamstring, we're going to see, you know, t- Atlanta use a couple guys here. Doesn't grade out as like a huge prospect in all of baseball, but he is like a top 10 prospect in the Braves organization alone. Uh, we saw him throw last season. Um, he had 54 innings. He started nine games. He had decent stuff. Nothing to write home about. Tried to limit ground balls. Did not give up a lot of home runs, but struggle with walks. Um I don't want to play him. I'm just saying, like, he's not a guy that, like, gave up a bunch of home runs um, last season, so might not be something that we target against him for. And then the other side of this game, Miles Mikolas, he struggled big time against Toronto in his first start. Um, 
he got paid and he did not <laughs> did not perform well. Um, I don't want to play Mikolas. I'm not going to play many righties against Atlanta or lefties really uh, all season. So I don't think this is a spot to target Atlanta with Mikolas. We have a ton of pitchers on the slate. Mikolas is a guy that tries to go out and limit the damage. He's not going to go out and have 30 plus point games most nights. So uh, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Atlanta bats? Yeah, I think both of these sides of this game are very interesting as uh, some tournament stacks. Obviously, we just saw what Toronto did to uh, Michaelis, and so I don't mind running it back with Atlanta in this game whatsoever. They're one of the best offenses in all of baseball. They got two catchers who can hit. Uh, they got lefties. They got righties. Acuna, Riley, Olsen, Albies, Michael Harris. I'll play all of them. So, uh I'm totally good as a, with Atlanta as a stack and St. Louis, I feel like might be a little less owned than Atlanta, but maybe not as they're facing a young pitcher like uh, elder. This is another team that I'm, even though they disappointed uh, here on Tuesday night, I'm totally fine running it back with in a stack. Yeah. I just, I mean, for me, like Atlanta is a team that I really just wish they would say, all right, Orlando Arcia not going to be like a long-term answer and call up Shoemake, but I mean, if Arcia keeps hitting homers, I, I, I listen, I, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> I get it. He is hitting. I, I do like the Atlanta stack. They're definitely um, a team that I'm looking at here. Um, and then going to the other side, like I said, you know, we didn't see a lot of home runs given up by elder last season, but we also saw him struggle big time with like walks and command. So, I mean, when I see a pitcher like that, I want to target him. When you're struggling with command and you're walking people and you can't hit your spots and all it takes is one bad pitch and you're giving up a home run or two or three. So um, I I definitely think this is a spot where this whole game, I I think, is super interesting. Yep, I'm with you there. Both of these offenses are very interesting uh, for tournaments. We've seen some good weather in St. Louis lately. So if that happens to be the case again, if it's warm, we get some winds blowing out. This might be a nice little game stack scenario. Yeah. I mean, and I definitely looking at like the St. Louis lineup, there's some cheap bats here. Like we're going to, we're going to likely get some cheap bats. um, So we can use some of these guys to, you know, save some money. I would assume that Burleson draws the start against the righty and we see Yepis against lefties. Um, so Burleson's like two, I think he's two, five or two, six on DraftKings. So definitely don't mind taking some shots on him um, to make, I mean, cause you want pitching, but it's, it's not like we have pitchers over 10 K today. Uh, they I mean pitching pricing is a little soft. So I, I don't know how much value you'll necessarily need. All right, Pittsburgh at Boston taking on my Red Sox. Nine total in this game. The Red Sox are a 152 favorite. We got Keller. We got Kluber. Any interest here in Mitch Keller? Nope. Yeah, I mean, some decent strikeouts. First start of the season against um, Pittsburgh? No, against St. No. Who did he pitch against? He pitched against Cincinnati. So decent strikeouts. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I looked at uh, I looked at it opposite. So um so yeah i mean keller 6500 it goes back to the conversation that we just have so many pitchers today uh this is a game that i'm definitely gonna be targeting some bats from Corey kluber he labored big time so i watch as many red sox games as i can um he he labored big time in his first start of the season against baltimore um he was obviously someone that we talked about he was someone that 
I mean, his first two innings, like he was throwing pitches and making and generating like swinging strikes. And then he was like gassed. And then they just started <laughs> teeing off on him. Um, he was struggling to find the strike zone. And I mean, he gave up a couple home runs. So I have no interest in Kluber. Do you have any interest here? Nope. This is definitely another game that is just for the bats for me. Like even somebody like, like both, sorry, both of these guys, like whether I, I always love taking shots on cheap pitchers in theory, but like I can't pay a thousand dollars less for a guy like Keller or $500 less for a guy like Kluber when just above them, Lopez, Webb, Nola are available. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't have any interest in Kluber. Um, I, I like Pittsburgh. I like Boston. This is a game that I'm definitely going to be targeting bats. Like Reynolds looks fantastic at the plate. Um, I love it. I, and this is a guy that I've been very high on to start the season. His price is up there now. Like Cruz's price is up there. But they still have cheap bats in here that you can easily make the Pittsburgh stack work around, you know, even paying up for Cruz and Reynolds. So uh, the the hardest thing is just like deciding on like, if you want to play Santana or Choi or either or neither. Um, I mean, they're just, they're not big power guys. So this might be one of those stacks that you can kind of like make a very interesting, like a two, a one, two, like six, seven, eight, and use the value and hope that like the production comes from both sides of the lineup and it, it just doesn't come from the middle. So, um, I love getting I love getting different when I don't love like first basements because there's always there's always a three man that you can build as a secondary stack built around a first baseman. There's always one. There's always one in the price range where you'll have an upside first baseman. So um, Pittsburgh bats for you. Yeah, I love this team as a full stack against Kluber. I'll take shots on one offs like. Cruz and Reynolds but I even think the righties like Hayes and McCutcheon I'm totally fine with going there because Kluber has gotten absolutely pumped by righties in the past couple years as well so um, I I love this Pittsburgh team as a stack I'm going to be stacking the Boston Red Sox and against the Boston Red Sox most of the year yeah I mean (laughs) two bad bullpens I I, again I know what the stats say but I don't think the Red Sox have a good bullpen. We know Pittsburgh doesn't have a good bullpen. So Red Sox bats um, love the Red Sox here. I, I mean, Devers, one of the hottest hitters to start the season. Cassis is still, um, I mean, I'm going to play Cassis over Turner every day until Cassis is at least, at least 3,500. Um, and the fact that like Cassis just continues to be 2,900, just, I mean, it's just an instant, like no brainer. I'm not even thinking twice about, playing Cassis over Turner. Insert Devers, Yoshida, Verdugo, Duval, and Cassis into a five-man stack every single night, and you will come out profitable. You don't watch Red Sox games. Um... <laughs> yeah, but I'm just uh, going with my recency bias. Seeing no, all these guys averaging. Oh, uh, I know, man. I, they're hitting. Points. Adam Duval is the best hitter in baseball. He doesn't get outs. Did you see like did you see like Hayward just hit another home run for the Dodgers? Yeah. Like if he Why? if he like turns back the clock because he's like with the Dodgers, it'd be the most hilarious thing ever. Um everyone had kind of given up on him. Like one of my best teams on DraftKings has uh still has Bieber pitching and then it has Freeman, 
Betts, Smith, and Outman on the team. And I saw a home run and I was like, ooh, that's either right at the end of the order or right at the beginning. That's like, that's got to be either Outman, Betts, or uh, Freeman. Jason Hayward right in the middle of all of them. <laughs> oh, I love when that happens. Um, I got a, my, my only team that did not have um, Heaney or who's the other person that got hit? I don't remember. Um, it like, gosh, who was it? Now I can't remember who it was. Hold on, let me click. Fleming. My... Fleming. Uh, <laughs> Fleming got hit. But I know I have a I have a Castillo um Castillo team going that has Bieber, and I just I need them to combine for about fifty sixty, and I'll have um really close to break even night. Yeah, kind of with I, as bad as this too. night is going to be <laughs> i'll gladly take that uh but it doesn't team, look like they're going to combine for that many so it doesn't matter i have a team in like a hundredth place with castillo and then i have a team with that dodger stack and bieber at like 130 or 140 points so those are my two hopes to just uh get me enough money to break even and let's run it back next week <laughs> what's what's me, what what makes me like aggravated myself is i i had interest in seattle last night and they just didn't make builds for me today and they're crushing new york mets milwaukee brewers facing off in milwaukee we got a seven and a half total in this game the brew crew 148 favorite we got burns we got peterson we'll go to uh, peterson first not a bad first start was getting touched up and it was against Miami. Um, I don't want to see a guy in his first start, give up eight hits to a team like Miami. Um, I think Peterson's a good pitcher. He's definitely someone that I think throughout the season I'll play in certain spots. I don't think today is that spot. Um, am I wrong or right here? I, I mean, Milwaukee's bad against lefties. They're really bad against lefties. Like, I think you're spot on. Like, I like playing David Peterson. I played him last slate um, and it went decently well, even though I got kind of lucky to get there, but um, I don't think this is the slate for it. Like, yes, Milwaukee is bad against lefties, but they've also got some power. If you're running 150, maybe you can include him on in your pool. But like, even if he has a good game, I just don't know if his upside is high enough. I will say this about Peterson. Milwaukee is very left-handed. A lot of their power is left-handed. If they roll out a lineup that's like, if they leave like Yelich, Winker, Tellis, Mitchell, like if they leave these guys and we see like four or five lefties, my whole mindset on Peterson will change. This is a 32% K rate guy against left-handed hitters. So if he does get a ton of lefties in this lineup, there's not a ton of right-handed power in this lineup. I, I could see myself getting um, some Peterson if they go left-handed heavy here. I don't have played IQ up in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, he does give up a bunch of reverse splitsy power as well. If that's the case and we do get this left-handed uh, heavy lineup, maybe I'll include Peterson in my pool and then maybe I'll include a few Milwaukee stacks as well. Yeah, he does. I mean, 185 compared to 133. It's not crazy high, but it's high enough to like – definitely think about doing a reverse splits hedge stack um the other side of this game we got burns who did not i mean he man he struggled big time against the cubs he struggled in spring training um i talked about it on the podcast that day against the cubs and i talked about how he had struggled in spring training and three walks i mean three strikeouts no home runs allowed but i want to see strikeouts and no walks 
the Mets lineup, they don't strike out a lot. Um, it's always a low upside spot, but Burns is 8,600. Like, this is a guy that can put up big games. Yeah, it's like everything says don't play Corbin Burns, and then you see the price tag and go, well, damn. I think I have to play Corbin Burns. So, like, it's definitely somebody that if I'm playing a single entry lineup with so many good pitchers on the slate, I'll probably just take the wait and see approach, wait for him to get a little bit better and go somewhere else. But if you're playing multiple lineups, like, he simply has way too high of an upside for you to not include in your pool. All right. We are talking some bats here. Mets. Even though they don't strike out, it's not like they have a ton of power. Um, I don't think I want to play Mets bats today. Both of these teams are going to be strictly, if I'm 150 maxing, I'll maybe include a couple of their stacks in the pool just because. But neither of them are, are teams I'm really interested in. Man, I'm glad I got off of Marquez. He just gave up another home run to Muncie. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Brew Crew for me, like you were talking about, we do have a little bit of reverse power splits, but it's not like these lefties hit lefties well. I mean, that's my biggest concern. Um, I think you could take shots on like Adamus or Tellus. They're big fly ball guys, so if they get some power behind it, um, I mean, they're guys that could pay off with multiple home runs. So um, I, I don't mind maybe potentially taking some shots there. All right, Baltimore and Texas, no total in this game. Um, I've seen multiple reports that Rodriguez is going to get the call up and pitch here. Um, so, I mean, that's what everything that I've read is going to be Rodriguez. Um, and then Jacob DeGrom on the other side of this game. Do you have any interest in Rodriguez? I always have interest in a pitcher at 4K, unless you're going to tell me he's only going to be limited to like 30 pitches. I don't. I haven't seen anything on his um, like spring training, but he was he was a he was bad in spring. This is a big prospect, um, like top twenty prospect in baseball, very big prospect, and he struggled big time. Like some people thought, like he would, you know, make the roster out of like spring training, and he didn't. Um, and then like he struggled in his first AAA start, but he threw four innings in that game. So I would assume that like he's pretty close. This dude has a great changeup. Um, everything that I've read about him, ab- above average changeup, big big changeup. So, I mean, I think the pitching slate is loaded today. I like taking shots on young pitchers that, especially like top twenty prospects in baseball pitchers, are usually phenomenal. Texas's lineup doesn't scare me, and. The only concern that I have here is how bad he's looked in spring training and his first AAA start. And like this team actually hits changeups. Um, so, I mean, those are my concerns. I don't think I need to do it today uh, with the way that pricing's kind of set up. But I mean, he, like, again, like this is a top 20 prospect in baseball. I mean, those, there's only 20 of them. Um, but I don't think today's the day. I don't think today's the day, but I don't know how many days he's going to be 4K either. So it's definitely an MME only thing for me. But anytime there's somebody at 4K, especially when it's a top prospect, I'm going to play him. Just if he gets four strikeouts in four to five innings and 
gets lucky enough to not give up a run and that allows you to pay up for an expensive stack that breaks the slate like it just it allows you to reach different types of lineups that uh than any of these other guys will get to it's not like a 6k guy 4k is just such a difference than any of these other players on the slate it's not like someone like elder or kluber or even somebody like a peterson where i'm looking at their prices and go well just a little bit more expensive as somebody who's a much higher quality pitcher with rodriguez all the way down at 4k it allows you to build totally different types of lineups so in an mme setting i'll definitely still have them in my pool yeah fair enough um like i under i i get why um and like what it opens up i completely understand that and i mean i agree the bottom half of this lineup is not good either. Grossman, Garver, Miller, Duran, um, I, just not the best bottom half. So he could, he could necessarily he could go out and have a fifteen to twenty point game if your bats and your your other if your SP one and your bats do their thing. I mean, it's just it's different. Gosh, why didn't I stack Seattle today? TJ, I'm over here kicking myself, man. Um, oh, anyway, all right, let's talk about Jacob Degrom. I'll let you go first because <laughs> i have so much to say um so much to say like what are your thoughts on Degrom here i'm waiting for you to tell me why <laughs> he was unlucky as opposed to bad this is maybe the best pitcher to ever walk planet earth um i don't know if so... i go that far he's very good but i don't maybe i said maybe as long as i say maybe you can't tell me i'm wrong because he either is or he isn't you know 73 pitches in his first start. They came out and they said that he was only going to throw 70, 75 pitches. Um, so they they already kind of told us. So I would assume he gets maybe a 10-pitch bump here, 80 to 85 pitches, um, if they were planning 70 to 75. So 10-pitch uh, bump is what I would assume. They had the roof open, uh, first of all, and he hated it. And no one asked their guy they went out and spent millions of dollars on if they wanted the roof or open or closed so i would be shocked if the roof is open for texas today um one two he averaged 98.5 on his fastball um that is what i wanted to see like it's just that is something that is huge he had a 1.79 xfip he had a 556 babip everything that was hit got into play um it's just one of those games where the advanced numbers back up him and the underlining numbers say that he got super unlucky so the 12 era let people look at that we don't look at era um i only looked at it just to bring up but yeah 1.79 um xfip in that game 41 percent k rate 41 percent k rate in that game so I think it's all going to be ownership. If Jacob deGrom is going to be low-owned because people are over there looking at what happened last game and Baltimore's actually been super solid to start the year, I'm going to play some Jacob deGrom. If Jacob deGrom is going to get ownership, I can play Cole. I can play other guys in this range. So strictly ownership for me. I love what I saw from deGrom. Um, I love the fact that he was touching three digits on the, the radar clock averaging 98.5 that tells me that health wise it's it's there i mean i don't know my mlb road to the show player is already touching 103 on the radar gun and i'm in my first season so 98 and a half how impressive is that really 
but no, I agree with you in terms of uh, the ownership standpoint. I'm on the same page. I absolutely love DeGrom as a player. So I'm going to be all over him as long as the ownership isn't there. But also, like, a lot of it is going to have to do with the pitch count for me. Like, it really depends. Like, if they say, again, well, we're not looking to ramp him up too fast. We're going to see how things go this game. It was 75 last game. This game, the pitch lim- limit's 80 then I don't really have as much interest in him. I would much rather play some of these other great pitchers we have on the slate. But if we get word, it's going to go to 90 or they're just going to let him see how he feels. Then, yeah, I'm in for Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, right? You, the, you know, we got Baltimore calling up one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. And we got Jacob DeGrom, who's looking to get on the right foot with his new team. Um, so, Fun game. I mean, it's going to be a fun game. A lot of good pitching here, potentially. So, see how it plays out. Socks and bats here. Do you have any interest in Baltimore in this spot? No. See, I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy only because have you not watched them? Like, they're hitting everything to start the season. It's so wild. Um, if Jacob DeGrom is highly owned, I have interest in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if he, like, I honestly think people are going to be scared away from game one, which is makes me want to go like, hell yes, I just want to play more Jacob deGrom. Um, if he happens to be chalky because the field is smart and they're like, this is $9,500 Jacob deGrom, I want, this is the SP1 of the slate. Well then, heck yeah, I'll have some, uh, I'll have some Orioles. Cause yeah, it's like you said, they're hitting everything right now. Seven strikeouts for deGrom in 73 pitches, 80 pitches. If he gets a little bit, a little bit better on the lucky side of things. I mean, we could see 10 K in 80 to 85 pitches. It's crazy. So. One of the most elite strikeout pitchers in baseball over the last five years. Um, Texas One of Mads. the best pitchers ever to walk the planet, Stevie. <laughs> um, could shoot a basketball, too. Played many games against some basketball. All right. Um, the other side of this game, the Texas Bats. I mean, they on paper, they're not great. Rodriguez is a top prospect. Um, it's his first start of his career, so I could definitely see stacking them. I don't think I'm going to like target one-offs here. I think it's like a stacker or fade situation. 100%. Not looking for a one-off in this situation. I'm either hoping Rodriguez just doesn't have it in his first start, then he's walking guys, and then somebody hits it out, and they get to the bullpen early, or I'm not playing these guys. So it's a, it's a full stack or nothing spot for me as well. Yeah, and... Um... Someone in chat said Grayson Rodriguez might find a little added motivation getting DeGrom in his first start. I don't disagree with that. You know who you're pitching against. All right, we got San Francisco at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Seven and nine, seven and a half total in this game. The White Sox, a 135 favorite. Webb against Seas. We'll go Logan Webb first. Um, he struggled a little bit. He struck out, guys, like, I don't know how much I want to like look into like struggling outside of the fact that like he just faced the Yankees. Um, but I also want to like recognize that he struck out 12 guys against the Yankees. He threw 92 pitches in his first start. We knew he was stretched out going into that start, which is always a good thing to know. Um, what are your thoughts here on Logan Webb? I hope so badly that in this slate of amazing pitching, pitching Logan, wait, oh my gosh, that, that was a hard set of words to say in a row. <laughs> I hope in this amazing uh, slate of pitching that Logan Webb gets lost in the shuffle because uh, $7,500, that is just too cheap for him. Um, I love getting to Webb in tournaments today. I think he's a great tournament option. I don't think he's going to get ownership today. 
Um, you know, just, I mean, there's so many good pitchers today, right? Like, so again, I think this is where you just kind of open up your pool and you, you play some strikeout guys. Um, so there's strikeouts in this lineup and Logan Webb, another guy like him, Nola Lopez, these guys under eight K are like good pitchers, good pitchers. Dylan C's other side of this one, 9,100 looked fantastic, man. His, that start against Houston, he looked great. Like runner up for the Cy Young last year. Um, a lot of people, you know, bet him at, I think he was like fifth or sixth in the like Cy Young, like betting market. I mean, it's hard not to have interest in him after what we saw him do to Houston. Yeah. I love Dylan C's like this, as crazy as this sounds, this feels like a, Usually, more often than not, on a baseball slate, you find a few pitchers you like, you heavily roster those pitchers, and then you differentiate with a bunch of different stacks if you're playing a lot of lineups. This really feels like the type of slate where I want to heavily target Tampa Bay, Atlanta, St. Louis, uh, Boston, Pittsburgh, Houston, and just mix and match those five stacks with 12 different pitchers today and just do the polar opposite of what we usually want to do. Cause like, think of how many great pitchers there are on this slate. And we hadn't even talked about season web yet. Well, season web could be the two highest scoring point per dollar plays on the slate. They could be the two highest scoring raw pitchers uh, point pitchers on the slate. And so this really feels like a slate where I, I want to hone in on my stacks and really narrow that down and spread out my pitching pool. My pitching pool is going to be big. I haven't decided if I'm going to like three entry max or 20 entry max this slate. Um, and whether I do either one, my my pitching is going to be pretty open today. I like C's. I like this spot for him. I, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Giants. I mean, um, I do see – I'm going to look really quick. Like the wind – so there's going to be a ton of wind in this game. It's projecting for like 25 to 30 mile an hour winds in this game. I definitely want to see what Roth has to say. What I'm seeing here night before is it's blowing right field to left field, so right to left across the field. But that type of wind could change my whole entire thought process on this game. The total being seven and a half makes me feel like wind is going to play more of a factor to like pitching than it is for hitting. But when you have anywhere like 25 to 30 mile an hour winds in Chicago, whether it be Wrigley or guaranteed rate field, like you have to pay attention to it. So watch and see what we're looking at here with Kevin Roth and uh, what weather edge has. If you're a premium member, um, white Sox bats, anything here for the white Sox? No. Yeah. I mean, this is just not a spot where, I'm with you. I, I just don't have a ton of interest in this one, bats-wise. Want to see what the wind is doing. I just want to hammer that home one more time. Uh, definitely check and see what we're looking at here um, tomorrow. All right, we finish it out. Detroit at Houston, 7.5 total. The Astros, a 245 favorite. We got Rodriguez against Javier. We'll go Eduardo Riguez first. Um, any interest in Rodriguez in this spot? Too much good pitching on this slate to look at a guy like Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, this is a spot. Um, we're going to talk about the bats. I, I have more interest in the Houston bats than I do in Rodriguez. Not going to be playing Rodriguez today. Strikeouts were decent in Tampa. Um, it's still I, – I still don't know if I trust it. So I'm going to be out on him. 
going to the other side, Javier against Houston or against Detroit. Sorry. Um, he did not have the best first start of the season against the White Sox. Um, strikeouts were there, just gave up a ton of hits. Getting Detroit, and it hasn't worked the last couple slates. Getting Detroit, I think this is a great spot um, for Javier. Yep, great tournament pitcher today. High upside, facing Detroit, great strikeout guy. Um, obviously, the four, I think the four is there too. We saw him get hit around a little bit last game, but Detroit lineup, Detroit's lineup is pretty terrible, and with so many great pitchers on the board, um, and this being uh, in the last set of games on the slate, I could see him going uh, overlooked a little bit, and I like Javier in tournaments. He's going to be near like the bottom of my list, but everyone on the list is great. So, like, he's probably going to be my seventh or eighth favorite pitcher. But that doesn't mean he can't be the highest point-per-dollar pitcher on the slate. Like, he's facing a terrible lineup and has incredible strikeout upside. Yeah, I really just kind of want to see what the ownership between, like, Javier Nola Lopez is um, and kind of go from, like, that thought process. But this is definitely one of those slates where I feel like you can go like McClanahan Javier and get plenty of upside. If your bats kind of do their thing, you could be looking really good and not necessarily needing to get, you know, DeGrom, Caesar, Cole, even though they're just phenomenal. Um, I love this spot for Javier. I think he has matchup wise matchup in his ability. I think he has one of the highest strikeout ceilings on the slate. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely have a ton of interest in him in this spot. Um, Bats, anything on Detroit? No Detroit bats, but yes to the Houston ones. Yeah, I don't know if I'll play a Detroit bat all year. Um, not right now, anyway. Houston bats, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, Abreu. Um, I, I don't mind getting some lefties here because, I, I mean, this is a spot where I don't know how deep Rodriguez will go into this game anyway. So I think getting um, some of these lefties is okay in this spot. And it's not like... Like Alvarez hits lefties with power. Tucker hits lefties when he hits them with power. So, I mean, honestly, like Rodriguez has some reverse splits when it comes to power. So playing these lefties are not a bad idea. Yeah, I can't imagine ever playing a Houston stack and not including Jordan Alvarez in it. So definitely include the lefties. As you said, both of them have a ton of power in this spot. Um, and then I love the full stack as well because Rodriguez is the type of guy that when his control gets bad, it gets really bad and he can walk a lot of batters. So um, I love the Houston full stack, Alvarez, Tucker, Bregman, Pena, Abreu, even as a one-off, I don't mind. Include a guy like Chaz McCormick or Maldonado in your stack if they get there. I'm totally fine with that uh, as well. Um, this is one of my favorite offenses on the slate. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. They baseball love it. If you're hanging out in the YouTube chat, what's up, YouTube chat? Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday night. Play along. Have some fun here on the morning grind game with us. Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? There's options. I'm going to go with Logan Webb. I like it. I'm going to go Pablo Lopez. Um, everybody, every part of my brain wants to go Nola, but I, I like Pablo Lopez. This is exactly it. Every part of my brain wanted to go Nola, but then went yeah. Logan Webb. This is a tough one today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I guess Corbin Burns. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the my answer as well. Um, obviously, I can't do that. That's not part of the game. I like every pitcher over 8K today. Burns would 
even Burns like is on my list. Um, so like if I had to pick somebody, I guess it would be Degrom. I guess I'm, I'm gonna place him Degrom unless he's like massive chalk, which I doubt. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who we got going yard today? Let's go, Randy Rosarena. Dude, what is going on with this game this year? Like, they, I cannot tell you how many times already, like, the co-host has picked my home run. I'm going to start going first. Um, <laughs> I'll go matter. You always win anyways. That's right. Um, I did. I did. I feel bad for Will because I, I texted him and I tweeted at him. Um, I did win jelly beans off of him on Monday, and it wasn't close. Um <laughs> He has to learn. I mean, you don't you don't bet jelly beans against me. I like my jelly beans. Um, CJ learned the hard way. I think I beat him like ninety percent of the time. Uh, Matt Olson, my home run pick today. I like Olson a lot today. Under four K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat that you like today? Hmm, cheap bat today. I want to go with somebody on the uh, Boston side of things. I'm going to go with Tristan Cassis. Are you kidding me? Look. Uh, I'll go Adam Duval. No, I'll find somebody. I always do. Um, that's not how the game works. You can't take your pick back. I hope he terribly fa- fails now. I really oh, don't because I'm gonna play him. That's um, yeah, hold on. Now I gotta think about it. You know what? Give me Bay from Pittsburgh. He's twenty nine hundred. You can play him at second base. Um I don't think he has he, – he does. He has one multi-hit game this season. So, give me Bay for Pittsburgh. Stevie wants uh, Bay? Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Toronto or Bo- – I mean, it's sorry, Tampa or Boston. I'm just not sure which one I want to go with. I think I'm going to go with uh, Tampa. I'm going to go St. Louis. I know they disappointed us um, yesterday in a spot where they shouldn't have, but – I just don't believe in Elder. Um, I think this is a great spot for the Cardinals, so I'm definitely going back to the well on St. Louis here. Any bets, fantasy pick and plays, props standing out to you here night before? No, nothing in particular for me here. Uh, prize picks still doesn't accept my social security number as verification because I'm Canadian, and so I've been mostly in the D- DFS streets lately. All right, fair enough. Um, so prop wise, there's nothing out yet, but I will definitely be looking at Javier's strikeout prop. Um, it's one that I'm likely going to end up on. Um, and I mean, definitely going to be looking at it on like fantasy pick'em sites as well. I like this spot for him a lot. So I want to see. I'm hoping it comes in at six and a half. I like it even at seven and a half. I think this is a big strikeout spot for Javier. So. If it's anything over seven and a half, probably one I'll sit out on. Um, I don't like necessarily going that high, but definitely going to be looking at some strikeout props. I think that we have a lot of strikeout potential with like McClanahan, Dylan Sees, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, um, even like Pablo Lopez. So a lot of potential strikeout props that I'll like today. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball on the year seven anniversary podcast. I'm excited for that. 
and hope everyone has Congratulations. a great day. And we'll see you again. Thank you. Tomorrow.